welcome back. We're excited to jump in with you on this next uh, training session. We're looking at a week two in your Rooted book, uh, the grand topic of who is God? Probably the most important question that we could pose ourselves and others. Uh, but week two is excited. Your group um, is starting to settle in a little bit. Don't be surprised, right? By week two, you may have uh, some new additions, people yep. that weren't able to come to week one that are jumping in. So you want to go over and above to make them feel welcome and included. Uh, and you also might have some folks that maybe, maybe don't come back and, and that's okay too. Um, so what is our role? Let's just talk about that for a minute. Somebody that comes for week one and doesn't come back for week two, what do you think our role should be in reaching out? What, what, is that, what does that look like for us as facilitators? I always like to reach out, but having the the thought in my mind saying I'm responsible to not responsible for mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for people coming back mm -hmm. but if I create a great week one environment help do that then they'll come back week two but there could be so many things happening in their life mm -hmm. that right. it's just out of their control work all sorts of things right yeah but there is a level of like intentionality and hospitality mm -hmm. of reaching out letting them know that we that we care uh, but we, we notice that they weren't right? there that's or, right yeah Awesome. Um, so this is a big, a big question this week. I mean, this week, hopefully they have come prepared and have engaged the five days worth of reading and mm -hmm. looked at the scriptures, God's word and reflected on that. And so um, it's always interesting. Like, how do you begin, begin the conversation? In some groups, you might like, okay, we're going to literally look at week one, day one. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to look at day two, mm -hmm. day three. I've done that in some, some instances, but um, often it's helpful to let the the group sort of dictate where the conversation goes. Yeah. How do you guys kind of work that through? You're you're leading now, having people have engaged the workbook during the week. How do you balance that out between man? We want to engage what what you've read and mm -hmm. and the scriptures there, but also having a, a fluid, open conversation with what's being brought forward. How have you guys managed that in in your groups? Yeah, I mean, for me, we kind of go through each day, and I have some stuff that's highlighted for me that was yeah. highlighted to me and just asking everybody, Hey, from day one, what stood out to you and letting everybody making sure that it's an open conversation. And to rem also remember that our role is to be facilitators, mm -hmm. like seeing how, um, making sure that everybody has an opportunity to share something. And then also even have having the eyes to know that it's usually some of the most quiet people that have some of the most insightful things mm. to say. So mm. letting the some people talk and then and then pointing some other people out and then we I would go through each day and that's kind of how we gener I generally facilitate. Yep. How yep. about you, Dallas? Mm -hmm. Pretty similar. It's each each day, but I'm not in a hurry to get mm -hmm. to the right. end. Like there's sometimes where we just okay. camp and uh I love when people like try to ask questions and they, they almost turn it into like a trivia, you know, like, well, what is this? What's the, what's this? What's this? And it, like you said, our role is to facilitate. Mm -hmm. So I'm not here with oh, all the answers. Yeah. Um, and typically like, this is a week where people come in like hungry, ready to go. Right. There's always the like, boom, right. boom, boom, boom. Uh, and it's just facilitating Mm -hmm. uh, I think I frustrate some of my rooted groups. I bet they, you do. I, I, see, I, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> on purpose too. Uh, but when they ask questions, mm -hmm. one of my first responses is always, hey, what is the rest of the so group good. like? That's great. Who else? Who else read this? Who else had a question yeah. like this? Like, what were your thoughts? What did you see in the reading? Mm -hmm. um, and, awesome. And just asking more questions <sighs> than making statements and continue. Hey, let's take it a level further right. and really dig into that that question. But I'm never in a rush mm -hmm 
to get through mm -hmm. the whole thing. That's really good insight because I think one of the fears of being a facilitator is then I have to have an answer to everybody's right. question. Yeah. I've got to be quote unquote, the Bible answer man and, mm -hmm. and, and know how to theologically interact with everything that comes, comes our way. And in one sense, yeah, you want to be well prepared and we've got training and four mm -hmm. common questions that people ask that we want to make sure you're, you're supplied with so you can put guide rails on the conversation. Mm -hmm. But just even that, that technique of throwing it to other people, inviting them into it. That's huge. That's really good. Really yeah. smart. Um, but it is a big week. We start talking about who is God, people's yeah. different perspectives, background experiences. Um, how have you seen people interact with this question? What are some things that we want to kind of watch for as we as we guide them through that? I think you get to an understanding of where people's theology mm -hmm. is at. And mm -hmm. um, I, I always like to tell myself the only time I really want to interject and interrupt is when we start going down a trail of mm. bad theology. That's right. Of, you know, like Jesus in my pocket, like Jesus is my own personal God. Like I can pull him sure. out whenever, you know, like when it starts to get a little like me centric. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's there's really a lot of interesting answers when people say this. Mm -hmm. You get an idea of where everybody's at. You get an idea of who's actually reading, who's mm -hmm. who has an understanding of scripture, especially when I turn it back. Like it's really beautiful to see like some people are starting their journey out in Christianity. And then you can kind of see some of the more seasoned mm -hmm. uh, followers of Jesus mm -hmm. uh, in it. But it's it's always I don't know if I've ever had a week two conversation that goes exactly the same. Yeah, same same time. It's yeah, always different. True. Yeah, same here for me. And it is that balance between inviting any mm -hmm. and all different responses. Mm -hmm. And they could be all over the place. And, mm -hmm. and, and invite that. Create yeah. create space for that. Mm -hmm. At the same time, cl clarifying, mm -hmm. pointing back to the truth of God's word, what we've read in the content. Um, and you can do that in a way that somebody still feels invited, heard, and included um, without feeling dismissed mm -hmm. or you know corrected in a in a sort of um authoritative way but you want to invite it but you do want to bring clarity around what god's word says what what we've read about the core of, of who jesus mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. at the same time inviting those into into the conversation mm -hmm. um and then a few things also we need to be aware of uh this week just confirming how you're communicating with the group that's really important Mm -hmm. um, and then scheduling your prayer experience mm -hmm. that comes, that's quick. That's here. We're talking yeah. about that next week. So you want to yeah. have that on the calendar. Um, what are some things they should be mindful of and scheduling? What makes a good prayer experience from the location? All, all of that good stuff. Yeah. I think even using our beautiful campus mm -hmm. is a great option. Um, but meeting outside of your original meeting time, just to guard that and right. having yeah. a prayer experience outside of that is great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything? Uh, when I schedule prayer experiences, instead of asking the question, hey, when is everyone free? Mm -hmm. right. I say, here's your two options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, do Saturdays generally work? Great. Okay, here's your two options, this Saturday or this Saturday. Mm -hmm. And like move your schedules around. You got three weeks to do that. You know, giving people fewer options and sitting there and trying to schedule everything out. Right. And I think we're going to talk next week a little bit more about what makes for a good prayer experience, but the scheduling of it is really important. Mm -hmm. If you don't schedule, it doesn't happen. Yep. That's true. And it is, just to restate what you said, it is outside of the normal group time. There might mm -hmm. be a temptation of, let's put it into the group time. But mm -hmm. no, you want to allow enough time. The experiences yeah. are so crucial yeah. and important to the whole rooted journey. And so it needs dedicated space to yeah. 
hear God's voice, to learn Mm -hmm. to pray together. Um, That's great. And then um, something we're going to talk about in successive weeks is just that we've talked about already. Our hope is that your rooted group is not just meeting for 10 weeks and that's it, but it's going to transition into an ongoing biblical community through mm-hmm. through a yeah. life group. And so part of your role as a facilitator is to be present with your group now, but also to be futuristic and yeah. thinking about what's this going to look like as this group transitions. And so mm-hmm. Dallas, maybe talk to us because you're an expert on this with the all wow. things life group. Um, <laughs> what should we be looking for? What, what are the yeah. kind of the, the lenses that we look for in helping that group transition? And why should we start mm-hmm. thinking about that now? Yeah. When I facilitate rooted, I always like to let the group know Hey, I'm here for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And then what happens after that is I hope my hope and my prayer is that you guys become a life group. Mm-hmm. That you guys study God's word, but I'm not going to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a short period of time. So kind of starting to prep them. Um, and it really changes the way I facilitate because I'm not going to be there mm-hmm. afterwards. So mm-hmm. I really want to make sure that they are learning to have conversations on their own. Mm-hmm. And I, my hope is that the future leader that is in your group right now, mm-hmm. that they are learning from you on how to facilitate a group. And week two is one of my first uh, tests that I yeah. have mm-hmm. for a new a new leader, potential new leader, is we always pray at the end. And at, the, at week two, every time I always say, hey, is there someone who would like to close us in prayer? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. always wait for good. people and the last two times I facilitated Rooted and I've done this, the people who have stepped up at week two no ended up being, mm. well, they're just the spirit, they're yeah. mature. They have the confidence yeah, in prayer. Cool. Um, they're they're the natural leaders of the group as that's well. Awesome. So just picking up on that and it's preparing the way. So now at week two, I have my eyes set on someone. Mm. I'm having conversations. Really good. Start inspiring them towards what's to come. That's mm. great. Yeah, and we, we often talk about there are kind of four different um, kind of parameters that we look to to helping mm-hmm. that group transition through these we call them the four eyes and you just four hit eyes. on one of them the first inspire. one is inspire like mm-hmm. give the group a vision of what it looks like to go on and to be together we'll talk about these in more detail the second mm-hmm. one is you want to start to identify and you mm-hmm. just talked about that a little bit too who that potential life group leader might be the person that has a shepherding heart mm-hmm. that listens really well you want to obviously pay attention to their story and their character and their their story of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you want to um, uh, start to involve them, uh, involve mm-hmm. them in different tasks. Like you just said, praying, yeah. maybe scheduling the serve experience or the prayer experience. And then fourthly, it's inviting them into the process of becoming that life group leader. Mm-hmm. And it's important, Rooted Facilitators, you're not saying, okay, Esther, you're the one, you're the life <laughs> group leader. It's, it's no, <laughs> <we> hey, do. <laughs> I see this in you mm-hmm. and I want to invite you yeah. into the process with the group's team of, of seeing if that's, if that's a good fit. So we'll talk in the weeks ahead about those four different eyes. Uh, but you can start doing those first two right now, right? Yeah. Inspiring them to biblical community and identifying who that person is and, and start to involve them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, guys. Anything else for, for this week on who is God? Be flexible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be flexible with the conversation. Uh pray beforehand yeah i mean these the conversations are so fun Mm -hmm. but it's so hard to plan exactly Mm -hmm. where we choose gonna go so just asking god hey god give me wisdom um, as i have this conversation yeah yeah and i think really you want nothing more for people to walk out of week two having such a more expanded view of god's love and care for them that whatever they thought god was when they walked into this experience whether he was out to get them judge distant doesn't care 
man, for them to understand that God is intimate and close and with you and knows you and has a plan for you and his grace is sufficient. And there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. I mean, all of these things um, can totally change the trajectory of somebody's faith journey uh, for generations to come. So you want people feeling loved and cared for and experiencing more of God's love. That's really important. Great, guys. All right, well, that's it for uh, Who is God? We will see you on the next one.